welcome to the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I'm going to say something. And I don't want you to be like, oh, no, man, I cannot handle that kind of a party. It's Monday. I still have a headache. A little hungover from the game yesterday. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because I got a party animal coming up next. An animal. Yeah. You know who it is. Mike Lee in 60 seconds. Stand by. You, you own a dog and you haven't watched him or her experience the joy of Rough Greens yet. What are you waiting for? Rough Greens is really good for them and they love it. Uh, I am convinced that Uno, my German Shepherd, has had some of the best years of his life thanks to Rough Greens. And I mean it sincerely. Uh, it's not a dog food. It's something you put on top of the food. I just put it on there because they said he would eat his food, which he never does. But then all of the benefits that, you know, are the actual things that they're trying to do with your dog kicks in and your dog changes. It's amazing. They have a special deal for you right now. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. You get the first trial bag free. You just pay for shipping. And if your dog likes it, then order some more and you will just watch the difference in your dog 833-GLEN-33 833-G-L-E-N-N-33 it's roughgreens.com slash Beck now we've asked Mike Lee to tone it down just a little bit to uh, come on the program and had to remind him that he is on an FCC regulated broadcast Senator Mike Lee how are you sir I'm doing great and I'm a party animal just as you <laughs> Uh, describe me to your guest. Yeah, That's absolutely. Yeah, it's it's almost it. uncomfortable when you say that. So I'd request that you don't say party animal again. So, Mike, I wanted to get you on because um, nobody knows what's in this uh, this deal for the border. Uh, and I'd like to start there. Isn't that a problem? Well, yeah, it's especially a problem because we're already being told that Republican senators who dislike it uh, are just opposing it to score cheap political points at the expense of national security. We're told that this is a huge win for us by such, you know, Republican allies as the Washington Post. Uh, We're being told um, uh, all across the spectrum, you know, from from Chris Murphy to Kirsten Sinema that uh, this this really is a, a clarion call for border security. Mm-hmm. Now, if Chris Mursby had ever been on the cutting edge of uh, those clamoring for border security over the years, perhaps this would be easier to take it seriously. Really? Um, right. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen them doing that. But more importantly, Glenn, as you point out, I haven't seen the bill. This is the, one of the most frustrating things in Washington, but I, I cannot emphasize enough now that, um, I know you. I know you like. Is an idea. I know you like old timey America as much as I do. Um, but do you remember seeing those kinescope reels where there were debates on the floor in, of the House and the Senate? When when did we stop doing those? Was that 1940 or 1840? When did we stop that? Well, we stopped doing kinescopes when we uh, developed videotape, but that's a yeah. different story. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Look, as far as telling the truth through the news media and the entertainment media about what happens in Washington and trying to have a degree of objectivity, it's um, it's hard to find these days uh, uh, because it seems like so often those who are wanting to tell the story are wanting to tell it from one angle and not necessarily give the whole picture and not necessarily give 
a lot of detail uh, in general. And so that's kind of concerning. Well, and then it gets more concerning the more complex the bill gets. Uh-huh. Uh, this one that they're talking about is pretty darn complicated. Now, why would it, it be? I, I wrote one earlier today uh, that you could please introduce. It just says, we will enforce all federal laws at all borders at all times. And then just uh, he could just sign that. It doesn't seem like it has to be very complex um, and include, quote, emergency powers. Yeah, I'm a little skeptical of giving emergency powers. Yeah, so um, if if they were to pass the bill that you just wrote, uh, they would add air quotes or real quotes uh, to all border enforce emergency and powers. And then that would leave it up to the executive branch to decide what exactly those things meant on that particular day. The emergency powers one is especially concerning. Anytime you grant emergency powers to exempt out or add to the powers that you are giving to the president, you run into a lot of problems, which is why Congress needs to start passing real legislation rather than just sort of platitudes. Um, Go ahead. Well, look, this is this is part and parcel of the problem with this bill. It's been written in secret by two or three, maybe four people. Nobody has seen it. And yet it seems like half the country, or at least close to half the Senate, is now saying, yes, I want to pass it. And these are the people who haven't read it. That's really scary, Glenn. It doesn't make any sense at all. There might be some good stuff in here. Uh, they've only told us a few minor details about it, mm-hmm. things they've told us about. You know, some of them seem like they could do some good, but they're offset by the fact that they, they don't. They also contain language, um, uh, other provisions that could be abused. And we could confirm or refute how disturbing these things are if they'd give us the bill, but they won't give it to us. So uh, what happens is they give it to us in the last minute uh, and say, you got to pass it. Yeah. And a lot of don't, members fall for that. Don't. Uh, does this also supposedly um, contain extra money for Ukraine? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's mm. the whole point of it, Glenn. The whole point of this bill, it's a supplemental appropriations bill. First and foremost, it's there to appropriate or spend money contains $106 billion that we're going to spend. And of that $106 billion, most of that is going to go to Ukraine. Now, didn't Ukraine just this weekend announce that they're missing $40 billion that we gave them? It all went to corruption in uh, the military and the government? $40 million. 40 billion. Who's watching, Glenn? You know, this is where you you, you channel Evita. The mm-hmm. uh, critics will claim a little of the cash has gone astray, but that's not the point, my friend. Yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber <laughs> had that right. Just don't worry about the, the details. Don't sweat it. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, it, this is a problem. And, and also included in that Ukraine money is $11.75 billion that goes just to supporting the Ukrainian government. Most of it to pay the salaries of the Ukrainian government civil servants and also pensions. So this is just backfilling the probably what is the most significant cost of their government for an entire year. Why does that make sense? Now, I've asked some of my colleagues, why would we want to include that? Still haven't seen text on this, by the way, but we're told that it's in there. And my colleagues, to my astonishment, said, well, Mike, it's, it's expensive to be at war. These guys are having a tough time. Well, yeah, no doubt. I have no doubt about that. But 
why is that our responsibility? Look, we've given more military aid to Ukraine than any other country on earth. In fact, we've given more military aid to Ukraine through this conflict than every other nation on planet earth combined. Why is all of this our responsibility? Well, it is ours when we make it ours. Yes. And when we print the money to do so and others don't feel like doing it, it's that simple. Okay. Um, the, um, I assume there's a lot like you that will, if this bill comes out and contains all that stuff, uh, that you will stand against it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, okay. question is how many we'll have. And one of the things that I've been saying is that um, <clears throat> it's important for Republicans to remember that the Republican Party, the Republican Party in the Senate, we've got 49 of us. Any subset of 41 of us could decide to hold this thing back and to make sure that it doesn't get any votes at all, at least until such time that we're promised will be given enough time to read it and enough time to amend it and vote on amendments. We owe uh, ourselves, each other, and the American people nothing less than that. So uh, let me switch gears. Uh, we've, uh, we've had a nice, nice run here for a while with Iran after we gave them billions of dollars, uh, said that they weren't really a threat. They uh, helped orchestrate. We find out now, with the help of the U.N., uh, the October 7th massacre. Uh, and now because they have been lobbing missiles or they've been using drones like this weekend, killed three of our people, injured another 25. Now all the Hawks are saying, we gotta go in. I, I, you know, Mike, you know, me, I, I'm, I'm fine with using military power when we, we can or should use military power. I think it's ridiculous not if somebody punches the United States in the face, I'm going to punch back and break your nose. Don't do it again. Um, but this is not that kind of an administration. Uh, we seem to be eager for war of some sort. I don't think we're even choosy at this point. Are we going to war? There are certainly those in Washington clamoring for it. And a case could be made for that, but let me tell you what is the biggest, most troubling thing to me right now. You've got a lot of people in at least two different branches of the federal government who are saying, go hit them now, bomb, attack. Um, my copy of the Constitution says that Congress has to declare war. The president can't just take us there on his own. Now, no, I, I know, I know it's, it's, it's true. Uh, the president's commander in chief of the armed forces uh, uh, under Article 2 of the Constitution. That's great, and that's clear. But the minute we're going to undertake attack, undertake any kind of sustained attacks uh, on, on foreign soil, as opposed to a, a discrete action at one moment in order to repel an attack on us, on our people, on our personnel, for example, it, the minute it goes beyond that, where you're repelling, immediately responding to an attack, in motion but that again it's it's you really do need an authorization for the use of military force from congress right and the people who should war. be making that case are the ones for calling for the president to do something i mean it, it's amazing um you know september i'm uh, sorry december 7th 1941 the very next morning the president was at the capitol making the speech december 7th 1941 a day who shall live in infamy he gave that speech to a joint session so they could go back into their chambers, debate, 
and vote for war, yes or no? I mean, that's right. That's right. And you didn't have members of Congress out there saying uh, attack, attack, attack with silence by the president. In some ways, we've got the worst of all worlds. Uh, you know, it, 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 it'd be helpful to have uh, the president saying to come. They finally did it. They finally got him. They took him out. Finally silenced. Oh, yeah, you know who did it. I know who did it. You know who did it. Oh, those people that control the world, you know, just behind the curtain. Yeah. (laughs) You're thinking what I'm thinking. Well, enough party time anyway with Mike. He is. He gets obnoxious at times. It's like, oh, is he back on? We have more party time with Mike. Mike? Yeah. Yeah. So we lost you. I think the NSA didn't like what I was saying. Yeah, I have a feeling. Understandable. So you were just saying we have the worst of both worlds now. And I would go back. You know the temperature in the rooms more than I do. Are we going to war? I, I think there is a possibility of that. But it is very difficult to predict how Congress will react when, it's, when the question is finally put before Congress. Um, and Congress actually has to have the debates. We typically will bring in uh, experts from the Pentagon, the CIA, from the, the State Department, other places. Uh, where people study these things and give us analyses about what the war would look like, what the strategy would be, um, what the cost would be in terms of um, uh, both blood and treasure and um, and other considerations. Yeah. And at that point, we make a decision. But, you know, there was a time back in 2013, I believe, when President Obama decided at the time, oh, I think we should go to war in Syria. And to his credit, he did the right thing. And he said, I think Congress should come back and Congress should consider the matter. And if it agrees with me, uh, then we should have an AUMF on Syria. Um, we came back to Washington because uh, we were in recess. We were in recess at the time. And we studied the, the, the matter quite thoroughly. At the end of that, um, it was um, quite a consensus among and between members of Congress and this was not our war. This is mm. not a time for us to go to war. And so that's why I'm cautious in predicting where it's going to go. If we do this the right way, it's very difficult to predict because war ought to be a steadied, careful analysis. Correct. I understand what happened in 1941, and that made sense for them to do it as quickly as they did. That, uh, given uh, what was at stake there, given the fact that Pearl Harbor had been an attack uh, on a U.S. territory, a very, very big one, no less. And I don't mean to, to minimize attacks that have been sustained on U.S. forces in recent weeks, but you've got to consider every circumstance differently. And uh, I, I think there is a possibility of war here. But if we're going to do it, we've got to do it the right way. Mike Lee, as always, thank you, sir. God bless you. Appreciate him. Thank you. You bet. All right. Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It is realestateagentsitrust.com. You know, some of the things that you do in life, you can be like, ah, whatever. You know, you're buying your your ticket at the movie theater from somebody who doesn't seem all that qualified. Eh, It's okay. I know eventually I'm going to get in at some point and see the movie. When it comes to real estate, no, not one of those. uh, uh Uh-uh. I really want to know who they are. number of years ago, I got fed up with the follower types. Um and uh and looking for the leaders in the industry somebody who could actually 
that knew what they were doing. I started working with the 50 best real estate agents in the country, uh, 50 or 500, I can't remember, 500 most uh, best real estate members in the country. And this was judged by the uh, Wall Street Journal. And I went to work with them and I was doing some work for them and I learned a lot. The best practices, somebody who understands the housing market, really understands, somebody understands the ebb and flow of it, somebody who's a team leader, somebody who's a closer, somebody who has a huge Rolodex. Why they have a Rolodex, I don't know, but they should put them in the phone. But somebody who has access to the people you need to help get your house ready to sell. Real estate agents, I trust.com is the company that I put together. It's, uh, it's something where you just tell us where you're buying or selling across the street, across the country, doesn't matter. We'll help you find the right real estate agent. We have about, uh, I think it's a couple of thousand now that we work with. They've been fully vetted. We monitor them. They don't work for us. We don't charge you to pass this information on. We just want you to find the right person. Realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. You know, so I asked Stu earlier um, uh, uh, this morning about, do is anybody paying attention? Is anybody paying attention? And the reason why I ask is because I, I didn't hear a lot of people here in Texas talking about, hey, this is getting a little kind of spooky, right? I mean, are we okay? Um, I, I didn't hear any talk of that. And I think it's good if you're like, you want to be healthy individual and just like, Hey, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to just pay attention to football. I'm going to have a good time with my family. As long as you also are keeping an eye on things that are going on, but I'm not sure anybody is doing that. And when you, when you miss that, for instance, everybody's like, well, we got to go to war. Okay. 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 With this president, the remember Afghanistan, all of the, yeah, this president, the guy who's like, I don't know, even know, is, is he back in office? The secretary of defense? Is he, I don't know. He's on another sick leave. Maybe he's on vacation. I, I don't know who's running the Pentagon even. Um, but you miss when you think just about that, you miss, oh, wait a minute. What was that with the border? Oh yeah. We've got all kinds of people coming across. Certainly there's nobody from Iran you know, or anybody from, you know, the 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 Muslim uh, terrorist groups all around the Middle East that just happen to slip in. Right. What happens? You pound Iran and you have open borders. What happens to our country? We're not prepared for another terrorist attack, a devastating attack. What do you think is going to happen? This is why we have to pay attention to all of it. Um, but we can't live our lives based around it. We have to, you know, prepare for the worst and hope for the best and know that Jesus is coming and he's going to work it all out anyway. Um, we just have to do the next right thing. Just do the next right thing. I can't tell you how many people have, uh, what, do I, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Well, first, let's stop looking for a Messiah in Washington. I don't know. I mean, It'd be nice, you know, if he showed up and he ran, uh, but I don't think he's on the ballot this time. Uh, and so let's stop trying to get all of our answers from Washington. Let's do our best to get the right person in, 
Let's do our best to um, win at the uh, election booth. We have to. So we do everything we can there. And then the rest of it, we keep paying attention. We do our part. But, you know, Jesus has got to play a role in this a little bit. Are we even humble enough to have, you know, because when when you act as though oh, I got this, I can do this on my own. He tends to let you do that until you go, okay, 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 I learned my lesson. Have we backed up at all and said, okay, okay, okay. Because we're acting still as if we got this. We know what we're doing. We don't need him. And he's letting us. All right. Back in just a minute. Glenn Beck. For years now, my pillow has been on the front lines of the war on uncomfortable sleep. I don't know. I'm just kind of brushing up just in case. Uh, if you've never experienced any of their products, you've got a great night's sleep ahead of you. Uh, right now, they're having a massive blowout sale to show their appreciation for everybody who's supported their business over the years. Their deals are their deals are mind-blowing. 50% off the MyPillow 2.0. That's the one that keeps temperature regulation as well. Um, how about 50% off their new flannel sheets? Their six-pack towel sets going for $29.98, 50% off. MyPillow appreciates your support, and they're showing it right now. Take advantage of their free shipping, especially on any of the larger items, such as the mattress toppers. 100% made in the U.S. on sale for as low as $99.99, and it's free shipping. You'll also find sales on their kitchen towels, their dog beds, their blankets, so much more. Promo code BECK. I thought they made pillows. They do, and so much more. Get them now. Go to the MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square, and use the promo code BECK, 800-966-3117. We need a sane media more than ever. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. <laughs> the code is Glenn30. You'll save 30 bucks. <laughs> Hey, let's not forget our American hostages still in Gaza. 115 days uh, held um, in Gaza. We welcome uh, Jason Buttrill, uh, who is uh, with us. He's our chief researcher and, uh, and head writer of the television program. And uh, he's, uh, he's here to talk about going on you know, the, the, the trucker uh, convoy later this week. And we'll talk about that. Um, but, Man uh, of the people. That's what I, when you I think of Jason. A, you lost a lot of money this weekend. Why'd you bring that up? I, I was like not prepared for that at all. I, I'm still shocked from the amount of money I lost <laughs> yeah, last yeah. night. I don't think I'm alone at this table in that, though, Stu. I actually did well <laughs> in the games yesterday. Uh, I did get the Kansas City game wrong. I did think Baltimore was going to win. Um, but uh, I Baltimore. I but I did think San Francisco. I was sure San Francisco was going to win. And so I went big on the San Francisco game and was fully thrilled to lose that money i wanted detroit to win that game so badly yeah. but i was sure oh. san francisco was win it. and then of course san francisco comes back can i can i tell you uh, i mean i know i still have training wheels on okay but my son for the last three years has been getting me into football yeah. so i'm into yeah. football mm-hmm. um all i wanted was kansas city to win don't ever don't ever go against big red because he'll take you down andy Reed. he moves slowly but you think oh nothing's gonna happen 
He'll crush you. Your Tampa listeners are giving you a little bit of a question mark on that one. Shut up. Right now. <laughs> uh, so anyway, all I wanted was I, I wanted uh, the Chiefs to win and I wanted uh, the the Lions to win. Chiefs and Lions. Because I'm a, I'm a group. Yeah. My son, he's a Chiefs fan. I'm a Chiefs fan. And jeez, uh, the Lions not being in since, what, 58? That would have yeah. been such a great game. Pre-Super Bowl era. They're the only team that's been around the entire Super Bowl era that has never made it. And they had it. I mean, and all the stupid plays, like the the questionable calls by the coach, the ridiculous bounces, the dropped passes. I mean, 7,500 things had to go San Francisco's way for that to happen. And of and course they it did. did. Yeah. And and look, they had bad they had bad luck last year in the playoffs. So this should replace that bad luck plus the next century or so of whatever potential bad luck they might get. Yeah. But they that was unbelievable. Can I point out there, there's like, you know, a, a small culture within American society that actually believes that the moon landings were fake. Now, if you don't if you don't want that, <laughs> that to be true, right. you don't like, I don't know, do something like have the Kansas City Chiefs get into the Super Bowl for a second time <laughs> and prove right the people that think that the NFL is scripted. I it's not it. scripted. It is not scripted by the NFL. It is scripted by Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, yes. Oh, <laughs> see what I mean? I thought you were going to yeah. say because Andy Reid, it was scripted by God. No. Indirectly, play by play. You know, the whole thing, it's like I, I heard so much about this this weekend of this controversy that I guess went viral on the internet over the past week or so that the colors of the Super Bowl logo yeah. like predicted the game. And I heard that in the entire lead up that it was fake. It's fake. It's scripted. Look at this. And then they get in and it doesn't play out this year because then Kansas City wins. And then it's scripted because Kansas City won. Like, like they, no matter what, there's a controversy. There is a conspiracy that p- proves everything. And the same people who told me it was the logo last week are telling me it's Taylor Swift this week. You know, uh, how about the fact that, that Patrick Mahomes is good? He's I, pretty good. I could do Pretty freaking good. So is the guy from, i sorry. So is number eight from the Ravens. That was, he had a couple of amazing, where they mm-hmm. hit the ball oh, out yeah. of his hand he and catches he it. catch it. That oh, was yeah. amazing. Lamar Jackson, yeah. yeah he's going to win the MVP this year. I, I, I think know. I could write the most amazing Glenn Beck chalkboard on how the NFL is scripted <laughs> to get the Kansas City Chiefs in. And all this is not a compliment to the work, the fine work Glenn has done <laughs> over the years. Please oh, don't it's tell it's me. absolutely bro- factual. Absolutely factual. Right. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. I want to talk about the uh, trucker convoy. Yeah. Uh, because I think the truckers made such a huge difference in Canada. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they were in Canada. Uh, so they had... The Canadian news, 100% against them, uh, 100% for, 100% for the um, uh, for the government. You have that here. But you also had the government, the uh, all of the government employees, all of the police, everybody was against them. In this case, at least in Texas, in this case, the truckers will have the support, not that they're going to help them, but if there is an infiltrator or something, you can trust the police, I hope, to be able to say, hey, bad guy, bad actor. Um, and that's different than condemning everybody. Are these guys, they're going into this fully knowing that they're walking into a, it's a crap. If there was a fish face guy around, 
you'd know it. It appears that they're fully like aware that 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 is a that is a big time concern, and they, and it, it sounds like they are onto those concerns. It's interesting though. You brought up uh, Canada. I was just listening to a video from Douglas Murray, the British author. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, he Love was. Him. He's great. And he was laying out exactly what you just laid out. Like he was saying kind of funny, you know, there's nothing interesting about Canada. There's nothing. When did they become interesting? During that protest, during that convoy. And the entire Canadian um, uh, media was against them. They're government funded, Mm -hmm. most of them. But they could have solved the issue right there. They could have found out if they're provocateurs. They could have found out what they're really about. If they're white supremacists, Christian nationals, whatever. Um, Anti-Semitic, I think at one point was what they were calling them. It was insane. But the media could have found out on day one if they just would have talked to them. Yeah. Just talk to them. But they won't. They won't do it. They won't. I mean, it's it's absolutely so, nuts. That's why we're sending you. Exactly. Uh, but we're sending you in a professional capacity. You're not going to, you know, support or anything else. We're going there to document uh, because we see how important documentation turned out to be on January 6th. Crucial. Uh, yeah. Crucial. So we want you there. And uh, who have you talked to so far? Can you, can you say? Um, we haven't really talked to anybody. I mean, we, we've 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 gotten in you know touch with uh, the. So the are organizers. you jumping on somebody's truck, or are you we're taking sh- your own? I think we're going to be in a very very stylish minivan. You know, Ooh, riding amongst the big wow. rigs, which was going to make me, my street wow. cred's going to go way up. The way moment that from where it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if things get <laughs> dicey, do what uh, Griswold did when he drove the car underneath that truck. Yes, like, you Griswold. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like that, you yeah. got to do that. But I, I think that what we're gen- the whole, the plan is just to go and talk to these people and to find out what they're really all about. Why are you here? Do the things that didn't happen on other protests, like January 6th. You know, like, just go and ask them. There were there were definitely some provocateurs in January 6th. There were some bad people. But there were also thousands that didn't have anything to do with them. Correct. But they were also, tar- they ended up afterwards being targeted by the DOJ. I know. So we want to go talk to them. Yeah, I, I think this this seems like it is organic. You know, as I said on January 6th, no, I had no good feelings on that one. I was like, don't go, don't mm-hmm. go, don't go. Um, and uh, this one, I just have cautious feelings on, please, if you're going, know who you're standing next to. Right. Um, have your cell phone ready to tape, you know, remember, fed, 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 uh, that happened with Ray Epps. If we wouldn't have had that footage, Ray Epps would have been nowhere. Would yeah. have been nowhere. And all that footage was from secondhand, like, cell phone cameras. I know. That's the no. vast majority today. Everything else is pretty much being, you know, not it's not being disclosed to the public. They're still holding on to a lot of this stuff. Yeah. That cannot happen in a society with all the media that we have. It just cannot happen. And we know, even, even now, I saw the narratives... Uh, all over the place. I think there was a Wired magazine. There was a Vice magazine. There was, you know, the top headlines are Christian nationalists, you know, yeah, army yeah. of God. Um, who knows what else? That will be the narrative that's ran unless people go down there and just talk to these people. Find out what they're all about. Find out what they're worried about. Find out what they really want. So you'll be doing that with them uh, starting on Wednesday, I think. Yep. Uh, and so we'll check in with you uh, as you go down to the border. They're supposed to be down there. Was it Saturday? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do a blaze TV is going to do a full piece on it that will come out pretty soon. They're going to try to get it out as fast as they can, but also check in on my social media, check in on the radio show and we'll provide additional okay. updates. Um, stay safe. Uh, try to convince them not to go to Austin. Mm. I know they're stopping everywhere. Mm-hmm. Austin. I mean, you know, 
Why don't you swing by Portland as well? <laughs> Austin is Texas Portland, uh, and I'm I'm concerned for them. But uh, just we're praying, uh, and we're praying that they have extra vision to see anybody who is an infiltrator, anybody who wants to cause trouble, and they are ejected uh, from the good people that just want to take a stand. I don't know if you heard, um, but our attorney general here in Texas, I asked him about it, and he said, oh, I think anything that shuts that border down i welcome them mm. and he knew who they were mm-hmm. you know good good people so all right thank you very much um we'll check back with you in um uh, probably uh, maybe tomorrow i'd like to talk to see if we can get one of the leaders on the phone and just talk to them and get a sense of who they are uh we'll try to do that tomorrow first let me tell you about the burn launcher you and your family's safety matters and i believe having options uh, is important when you when it comes to protecting them. I carry a gun. My daughter, she hates guns. She won't she won't do have anything to do with guns. I bought her a Berna launcher. It's not a gun. It looks like a gun, but this is legal in all fifty states. It doesn't require any permit, any background check. It can be used by all ages over eighteen, and it has powerful deterrence in it. For instance, tear gas and kinetic rounds, sixty foot range. One shot can incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. Government agencies, law enforcement are using these all around the country. This is, this is so much better for them, so much better than a taser. Uh, it is so much better than pepper spray. This is tear gas. So visit Berna, B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Glenn. That's Berna dot com slash Glenn. 10% off your purchase now. Berna.com slash Glenn save 10%. B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Glenn. Are opinions weighing you down? Call in and let it out. 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I want to play a couple of things as we talk about our border. Mm. Uh, oh, speaking of the border, Glenn, yeah. in about uh, eight minutes, debuting on YouTube, a brand new bit from Studos America mocking our sanctuary cities. I think people will like it. So go there to go to youtube.com slash Studos America. Check it out. It's debuting in, uh, why, I don't know, 10 minutes. Why, why wouldn't you premiere it on this show? Which show? Th- this one, Word We're On right now. Well, it's a, it's a piece of video, so... I would say at some level, it's not necessarily specifically designed for radio, but I will say it but might. seeing that that's one. where you get the lion's share of your money, why don't you, I mean, you know, once in a while. No, just, most of it I get from Embezzlement. <laughs> yeah, from wait, the company. Yeah. Just that's like, the lion's share. So, so anyway, uh, as we're talking about the border and uh, border security, you know how everybody is very upset at Israel for having a border wall, because how dare you how treat can... Palestinians like that? It's an open air prison, you know. Yeah, but. it's an open air prison. Um, let me show you the southern border that goes with Egypt. Okay. Uh, can you describe? Wide open? Is it wide? No. Oh, no. Can you describe that, Stu? I've never seen anything quite like that. Uh, <laughs> it is a twenty-five foot, thirty-foot wall with multiple layers of barbed wire. wire no, another, razor wire. Razor yeah. wire. Another. Um, vehicle barrier before it um <laughs> yeah it looks like it's all made out of steel with several layers of razor wire on it uh 
And that's uh, the Gaza. That's that's the border of Egypt and Gaza that uh, that's fascinating. Open. Yeah, it's interesting because I was told uh, it was an open air prison, but yet I looked at the map and a good chunk of the border is not with Israel. Yeah. So isn't that weird? It would be intra. Like, yeah. What is that other border like? Yeah, and right. then we just see it. It uh-huh. looks like that. Yeah. yeah. Shocking. Yeah. So we have that. Uh, probably doesn't work though, Glenn. Hmm? Probably people crossing all the time. You don't think so? No. Probably. Yeah. Not. Walls don't work. Okay. So uh, we have that. Uh, we also have uh, Jean Pierre this weekend. Karine Jean Pierre. She is. She's wonderful. And uh, here's what she had to say about the loss of life uh, due to Iran. Mm. What I will say, our deepest, uh, obviously our deepest condolences uh, go out and our heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three, three brave, three brave, three brave, three three folks who are, who are military folks, who are brave, who are are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of the American people, obviously more so, more importantly, uh, we lost those souls. So they wow. So wait, wow. they're three. They're three. They're three. They're three something. They're I'm three sure. folks. And they're okay. They're, they're folks, folks. They're brave. They're, they're very, very brave. brave. They're, they're very brave. Brave, brave, folks. brave folks mm-hmm. who have lost their lives. Uh, three of them uh, fighting, fighting. For, for they're always this. fighting. They're always fighting. Yeah, that's the problem. I tell them all mm-hmm. the time: stop your, stop fighting. your fighting, stop the bickering. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. But they're very brave, and they're fighting for this administration. And, and other things that are important. Right, like the American people, yeah. more, more importantly. Or, or, or like the Constitution, you know. Which one? Okay. All right. Um, I, now, my understanding of the U.S. military is not that they're fighting on behalf of the Biden administration. No, no. That's not. Nor the Trump administration. No, nor no, any no, administration any, no. in history. You know what makes ours different is it's civilian-led. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't, it is. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, very, it's very, very strange. She is terrible. Terrible. At this, you know what? Here, here's what's great. Uh, you know, I've always said, you know, when this all this stuff started, and you were teaching your kids that there's no score in games, uh, you know, uh, I just said that someday my kid will be going through to, you know, get a, you know, a milkshake or something, and your kid will say, uh, "What else would you like with that, sir?" <laughs> and I said, "That's totally fine." Yeah. This, this is what we've done to the country. They're, they're total incompetence. Total incompetence on all levels. And uh, shocking, as I said at some point as a joke, you know, when the airplanes start to fall from the skies, maybe we'll wake up and they're falling from the skies. (laughs) And we're not waking up. No. Uh, It's fascinating. It seems like such an opportunity for a competent party to be able to take advantage of the fact that your opponents are continually promoting people who don't know how to do their jobs based on their skin color. Should be an advantage for you. Um, you know, like I, but they can't seem to find any advantage in it. Well, that's because they picked the wrong person of color in the, uh, in the white house. Now they, they have, you know, they had uh, Kamala in there. She's turned out to be, you know, Hey, maybe we should look at the content of character and you know, what's going on upstairs. Uh, she's incompetent, uh, but they're going to correct that. Mm. I stand by Michelle Obama. Stand by it. And, and that is a. A prediction of of truth, like you think that's going to happen, I think or you that's think it's going to happen. They're going to have serious conversations. I about think it. that's going to happen. So you think? I think he's going to bail out. Uh, there'll have to be a scramble there at the finish line, uh, and you can't have Kamala run. We need somebody that everybody knows and loves, ladies and gentlemen, Michelle Obama, and it will be a fifth Obama term. And we 
really need a fifth and a sixth, don't we? Yeah. Wait, fifth. Wait. Oh, wait. No. So Obama, no, one, two. No, it'll Biden, be, it'll be three. five when it's. It'll be five. Four when and it, five at the end. Yeah. Oh gosh. Then, yeah. then, then I think Joe Biden runs for the sixth. Comes back. back Wait. Program.